Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 150. Today's episode begins a new arc in our series, Echoes of Invasion. Set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. This is Woes Is Me. Heppa and Trick leave Esperin Forest once again in search of artifacts for Heppa's father. Trick has his own mission, though. Find information about his mother. This arc contains spoilers for the Battle for Westnoth campaigns, Eastern Invasion, the South Guard, and the Rise of Westnoth. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. You guys have spent a few days in your village, hanging out with your family, your friends, your bards. Enjoying home-cooked meals. Yep. Um, Before heading out with your slightly more appropriate backpacks, like maybe actual backpacks now. Maybe not full frame like Glimmer had, but appropriate provisions that will travel well and knowledge of where you're going this time. Theoretically. Does Daddy have anything in his library about mushrooms or anything like that? So that I can hit up? You did do that. Okay. And it was in the course of researching that that you learned about the springy horsetail that can be used to recover strain. It's a survival check to forage for it. Okay. You also learned about the dwarvish fly. You learned what its name was. You learned that it's primarily found in moist environments. That's another one that you can forage for, although Trick actually has one on him. Yep. Along with his lucky seven-leaf clover. That is correct. And write down the seven-leaf clover so when I need to think of something to give away. I'm really surprised you don't already have it written down. Lucky seven-leaf clover. One. And you have a feather in your hairband. That's not get, being given away. Dwarven horsetail? Is that what? Uh, springy horsetail. Springy horsetail. I'm just going to write them in one page instead of having notes everywhere. You have a little notebook now? Yeah, I ha- I've had one. It says, a mind is like a parachute. It doesn't work if it's not open. Oh, Frank that's... Zappa. And I was like, I'm going to take that for... That's really appropriate for Heppa. Inspiring notebook. Yeah, springy horsetail. That one heals strain. Dwarfish fly... That one heals wounds, and Dapper Ink Cap, that one cuts off your connection to the life force, (laughs) according to Fenwin. It will destroy all of Elvenkind. Really, it just helps you focus. (laughs) Gives you a headache. So those are the three mushrooms you've learned about. I think we've now established mushrooms are a thing in this campaign, and expect uh, to find other potentially useful mushrooms. When we roll a triumph, and we're not sure what to do. Well, they feel like a natural version of artifacts. Yes. Kind of a one-shot thing. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at them. Natural artifacts. (laughs) But we can't forage for the dwarvish flies, but we can for the horsetail. You can try to forage for the dwarvish flies, but your forest is not their natural environment. Okay. They are more likely to be found in moist, dark environments. Fenwin did tell you that in a forest... They probably would only be found in some sort of very shaded spring-type area. And she said they definitely wouldn't be found in, like, open fields or things like that. 
The springy horsetail, that one is a creamy color and it grows in a spiral. And that one is found generally on the edges of forest and plains. So they like a, a partly sheeted environment, kind of. So your goal, ostensibly, is to visit the southern battlefield. Mm-hmm. Potentially to find another artifact complete this time to return to Thranduil, and partly to find out what news there is of the Manu. Or her people, or... I got a cold case. Yes. I gotta investigate. Ice cold. We don't have, like, Seeker or something? Look, I can't even use a dowsing rod. (laughs) So, no. (laughs) I have a dowsing rod to find your mother. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We are going to start with some geography checks and can do a survival check as well. Oh, this one's the one we're going south and I can finally use this extra blue die. So, your geography check is still going to be two purples because you've never been this way before, but you get the blue die. You had that good look from up in the hills. The survival roll is two purples, Yep. but you are getting a blue die because Baolin showed you a map with all the good places to stay. Three successes. Two advantages. No success. We know where we're going, theoretically. On paper. All right. You have no troubles with your sleeping at night and things like that. So you're not suffering any strain-related issues. Trick is actually, like, finding excellent places. Trick, do you say anything? Let's make a cool check, I think. Uh, against your vigilance. I just have two green. I have successes with three threats. Okay, so tell me how you present to Hepa these places you're staying. Trick tries to play it off as though he's scouting around. It looks a little ridiculous, but he does find excellent places, but Trick, too much of a good thing, goes overboard and tries to elaborate on why this is such an amazing, excellent, like making up reasons why this is better than any other place, and not just... Oh, it's like it gives you good sight lines or anything. Like, no, it's the best sight lines, and if you we watch carefully here in the sunset. Well, if it weren't cloudy, we could watch the beautiful sunset off to the west. So, is the threats because I'm asking you questions, <laughs> or that or, could be? Are we beset upon? I mean, these are these are threats related to really you cool tricking your cousin. Yes, we're actually in somebody's house. <laughs> uh, actually. Let me just check the social combat things. I realize you guys... Reveal my true intent. Okay. So, in a social combat setting, three threats is sufficient to learn somebody's desire or fear. Ooh. That would be good. And he succeeded his cool check here. So, he's definitely presenting as a competent scout type thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Trick legitimately found these places. But if you if you want to use the threats to gain further insight into your cousin, yeah, cause I'm curious. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So I think with desire or fear. Like either one would work in the situation. Yeah. So which do you want? So you're telling me about the places, but you're making a cool check. Yeah, I made made a check. I'm telling ridiculous stories about this place. What makes it so excellent? Okay. So did you make your cool check because of a desire or fear? Like which? Yes. Both of them? The answer is yes. I would say you made the cool check out of your desire to appear competent. Probably, yeah. 
then I would say the desire would be, I mean, if you're actually doing it because you're afraid I'm going to figure something out, then probably I would hone in on the fear. Uh, probably desire makes a little more sense in that perspective. Then. Yes. Uh, so Trick's desire is fame. No way. It's true. It's true. <laughs> he wants to be known as a skilled hunter, you know, on par with Galen's great uh, elvish hero of lore. So someday people will tell great stories of Trick Manu and all the things he's accomplished. All the amazing places he's found, people he's met, people he's changed. To think about what this means to Heffa. Maybe I'll just tuck it away. She Same usually asks mailing. questions, but I can't think of anything she would ask. And I think a way to, to consider it here is there's maybe a boastful quality to yes. how you are pointing out how wonderful a place this is. It's so good, I'm going to mark it. Do you, you tie up one of your ribbons? I mean, there's one forever. There is already, already a ribbon there. I better refresh it, though. What do you mean? Did you put your name on your ribbons? No, that'd be a little conceited. <laughs> this campsite brought to you by... It's the trick seal of quality. It means quality. Now, I think Teppa might have questions, because she wants to verify this. Like, she suspects that you want fame, but what does she... How does she ask? Okay, so... Keep in mind, for how you decide to do this, you are aware that you have gotten a little lost. Oh. The trick is still picking out good campsites, but it's taking you longer to get to the southern forest. You guys are still, like, in Estebrin somewhere. Right. You're still in wooded areas and things like that, but you have lost your way a little. Okay, so then I'll mull about that a bit. I'm sure she'll have questions. Maybe not, like, directly, like, you want to be famous, but as she figures out stuff, she'll probably ask questions about it. But what Hepa is going to say is, I think we're a little lost. Uh, Trick, like, finishes whatever he's rambling about. We're going to, like, and we'll see the moon rise even later. Do you recognize any of these landmarks? I recognize all of these landmarks. Where do you think we are? Because I thought I knew... Sounds like Trick needs a geography check. <laughs> Trick also gets a blue die on the geography check because of the map you studied. Okay, what is the difficulty now? Trick wasn't actually paying attention where we were going. So I'll add a black die for that, that. That's completely reasonable. But I'll leave the difficulty at two purples. Nailed it. Uh, one success and one advantage. Oh, I did get two advantages, though. Is that what he got the blue die for? Uh, no. He will add a blue die to his roll now. Two successes and two advantages. He got the blue die because he has studied a map related to oh, the okay. campsites. So, Trick, you do recognize some landmarks. The map is such a much better idea than just looking when you're going... You know, maps are hard to come by. Okay, you have advantages on your roll, and you have succeeded your check. So you have landmarky things to go by, and I am not suggesting that one of you takes out graph paper and starts drawing everything as we go. However, your characters might at this point think... You know, map's a good idea. Some sort of cartography exercise might be a good idea. Okay. Not necessarily like, oh, we need to buy a map everywhere we go, but you two are both getting more skilled at the whole survivally scouty type stuff, and you are perfectly capable of carrying along some parchment or, or skin or whatever and starting to build your own collection of maps. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. So I'll say at this point... If you begin to prepare maps, then when you are retracing routes and traveling through country you have already been through before, 
then your difficulty at checks will be decreased. And not just like, oh, here's a blue die, because you loaded a map. Okay. And Trick, having succeeded his geography check in discussions with you that night on where are we, where are we going. All right, well, let's, let's just retrace where we were. Started a blank sheet of paper. There's the there's home. Mm-hmm. There's the forest. There's the evergreen glade that we passed early this morning. Here's the thing I saw that I thought was, hmm, but I don't know where it is, but I saw it. There's this big hill? I don't know what I would have been able to see from that. Whatever the peak of the Estmar Hills is. Yeah, you went up some rise and it was enough that you could see. I guess just Estmar Peak, right. They got I mean, a good there's sight like of that. some sort of valley thing and then I guess I would probably see maybe like a plain area, but I don't know exactly where they are. And, you know, maybe that night when you guys douse your fire, take a look up at where the stars are and have like some idea of directionality. So we will say that you will be able to get to your destination. There is no major time pressure on you all right now, but it, the trip does take you longer than you would have expected. Mm-hmm. Just route. And the main cost of this to you is that you will actually be arriving at the new moon, so nighttime will be dark, dark, dark. Okay, that is a good, good mechanic. So with that in mind, you spend a few more days making your way south through the Esperin Forest. Along the way, you do stop at a few campsites, but you do also stop in like a small villagey type place as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Village of humans? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Just another elven. The Esperin Forest has a population of elves in it. They don't all live clustered immediately around your families. Okay. Um, there are some other small groups here and there. I would say the the part that you live in is where like most of the council resides and stuff like that is the largest grouping the of capital of Esperin Forest. <laughs> the largest grouping of houses and stuff like that. But there are a few other like clusters of houses along the way. And so one of the nights along the way, you stay with that little group of elves, and that is probably where you like pick up the supplies to like properly draw maps. That makes sense. Can we forage for the springy horse tail? The springy horse tail? Because we don't have any, but I, and I've never really seen them in real life. I found out about them. Right. The springy horse tail, you can forage at once you get to the edge of the Esperin Forest. Okay. So it's a long way away. You I reach... don't know. Let's check the map. Oh, on the <laughs> outskirts of the forest. You reach the southern part of the Esperin Forest. Your destination. The tree line stops. Close my eyes. Now I'm no longer in the forest. You can still see clusters of trees here and there. But a... Ribbon. <laughs> Trick just leaves ribbons up everywhere he goes. Anywhere he goes. Yeah, I like this place. <laughs> Trick approved. So once you reach the edge of the forest, if you want to like stop there and be like, all right, let's take a day to scrounge around and check out this place. I mean, it's good to get familiar with the area. Wander because we don't we know where the cross swords are. We don't know exactly where that is. Mm-hmm. And we should look for. Other people looking for artifacts, and also local denizens that are prone to steal things. <laughs> You're concerned about bandits? Saurians. Oh. <laughs> or so, whatever Saurian like. Saurian bandits. <laughs> Plain Saurians. <laughs> Field Saurians. Large squirrels. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. Make sure to use one of the few trees still around here. Hoist up our stuff at night. Okay. 
So essentially, you're going to like set up base camp at the edge here, and you're going to scout around the area for the purposes of finding useful mushrooms, <laughs> signs of past settlement. Or undead. And potential threats. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I guess that's an accurate statement. That seems like a scouting thing. Man, that's a really like professional, thorough way to do this. We're so good at this. <laughs> We've only gotten lost twice. We're just going to wander around from place to place, and this makes a lot more sense. We need to check those. Is, is Hepa the type of person who's like going to grid out like where to search or not quite to that degree? Yeah, I guess here I was summarizing what your goals were to make sure I understood them, but do either of you articulate them that Hepa's well? Hepa's the type of person that would start to grid out. Okay. But then would focus in on something. and. You would find something interesting and spend all your time in one grid square. Yeah, yeah. So she might try to do some things, but she's not going to maintain that. Okay. So yeah. you, you might formulate a plan and then... Ignore it. Yes. Yeah. Which is the kind who just meander around, like, oh yeah, I was here, 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 and there. What did you see? I don't know. But now that you guys are mapping, your wandering may actually be useful. Wow. If one of us maintains the maps. Well, somebody with geography skill. Mm-hmm. And stick with itness. The maps might not be so great. But, you know, you keep adding to it, then it's new every time you look at it. I'm picturing, like, around the campfire each night, like, trick rambling about, like, all the places you guys went and what you did that day and HEPA annotating okay. accordingly. Yeah, so so our maps are probably going to have random, interesting things. Horse lords, question mark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bog iron, you know. Anything that I want to explore further. Okay, so mushrooms, question mark. Probably a lot of stuff, question mark. I might not write down when we find stuff there, but... The, the speculation. Lots of scribbles, lots of arrows. Some, maybe sometimes. Maybe like a list of things potentially somewhere, and maybe one of them gets circled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Underlined three times. No idea why. There's no key or legend on this map. <laughs> the map itself is a legend. I mean, you can check her notebook and <laughs> see what else is going on. Okay. So do you want some checks? Yes. You specifically asked about the springy horsetail. Mm-hmm. So that's survival check. Are you guys going to work together on stuff, or are you each kind of wandering around with your own interests? I think we should work together. We should work together to a certain degree, but I think we're we're probably working on different tasks. Like, Trick is very interested, like, who was living here, or is there a current activity here? So okay. He's looking for tracks and things. So that is also a survival check. Yeah, so, so I think we'll we stay in just eyesight. Be... Yeah. Okay. So you're each making your own survival check yep. to different purpose. Peppa, who is interested in finding the springy horse tail... Yours is three purples. The springy horse tail is a difficult thing to find. Trick. Yep. You are looking for tracks. Yours is an average check, but you have two black dice applied because this is a cold case. You are looking for signs of stuff that's 30 years old. Uh, but I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> do you want to use a story point? Yes. Because you're looking for... Do. Don't say you've got nothing. I mean, I'm just looking for a mushroom, but you're looking for an artifact. <laughs> but you're looking for plot. Yeah. For plot, that's right. Can I have your mushroom roll first? That's just a failure. You look around. You don't find any springy horsetail. This is the general environment where it could be found, but you do not find any. You know, springy horsetails are out of season. Well, that worked out. I have one success and one advantage. Okay. Chuck Matthews on the case. He doesn't have a hat, though. He's got a bandana. With a feather. A justice feather. It's a dark night in a forest that never sleeps. 
It wasn't done at night because it's a new moon. Trick starts working on his memoir. You find evidence of former elvish presence in this area? There was not like an elvish town with huts and stuff. Right. Constructions. But there was an encampment here. Right. You had been told from the scout perspective of where some good campsites to stay. But here you're finding some evidence. And it's it wouldn't be like, it was 30 years ago. There's right. not a ton of stuff here. It's but like you find a few things. Broken pot shards. Right. From the elvish perspective, this area was hastily abandoned. I would imagine so, because I don't think elves like the litter. <laughs> and so it's a matter of, oh, here's a pot, just things like that. So, like, they got attacked and, like, evacuated as soon as they could, or some other yeah, you reason, don't, who knows. Yeah, you don't necessarily see evidence of attack, but okay. you see evidence of hasty abandonment. And you're, you're walking around, you're in, like, the area that is thinly wooded. You start to see evidence of deforestation. Like, the closer you go to the field-type area... There's, like, stumps? Yeah, you start to see stumps... You know, some stumps have little treelets growing in, yeah. growing out the sides of them. And off in the distance, as you look across the field-type area, you do see evidence of what looks to you like crumbled walls and some copses. Walls that were made of stone? Like a, like a fence wall? From here, from close to the, to the wood line where you're staying right now, because you and Hepper are kind of... Yep. Keeping close to each other. Um, you're not sure whether it's like sides of buildings or if it's wall enclosure type things. Okay. There are clumps of trees over there, but essentially you have to leave the comfort of this partially shaded area and go off into field okay. to further but investigate. In the right place. Okay, that's good to know. Do we know about deforestation? Is that a thing? About people cutting down trees? Yeah, is that yes. a thing that people do in the elven villages? So you definitely know, certainly from like what Thrandalil has said and from what Nasir has said to you, Trick, that 30-ish years ago, Esperin elves went down to the southern edge of the forest because there was like human settlement going on and there was some dispute related mm-hmm. to that. And... The propensity of humans to cut down trees for building purposes, like that's a known thing. Humans okay. build stuff out of wood. Elves build things out of wood too, but elves are a lot more selective in the wood they choose to use for stuff. Right. Well, but at least we know, because otherwise it's like, what happened to these trees? Right. Was <laughs> you know? it a disease? <laughs> I would say it would be the general elvish impression that orcs mercilessly slaughter trees and that humans mindlessly remove trees because they want land. Trick's looking down, he sees this stump, and he's like, this, this tree was cut down before its time. Right, and, and not by a beaver. Well, like, if you find the right tree for the right purpose, kind of like, I had to go to, like, carpenter school one day or whatever. It was a dreadfully dull... Woodwright training. Woodwright training, there we go. So do you think they were building things, or were they trying to establish more territory by removing the forest? Yes. Hmm. Is that how they claim? A cat sprays an area, a human cuts down a tree. <laughs> well, because it makes the forest smaller, right? Because that's where Certainly the forest is. Certainly leaves an arc. doesn't matter if you cut it down, it's still part of the forest. 
if you cut down a tree, is it still a tree? It's still part of the forest. It doesn't change where the line of aspirin forest but is. But if you cut down all the trees, so you couldn't see those trees. Would they still be part of the forest? Yes. That's still the forest. Look, that one's still growing. That one's growing. Well, that one's got a tree in it. Yeah. So clearly that isn't the forest. <laughs> I see why they would think it might do that, but I don't think that does it. I don't think they think about it. I think they need some wood to make their house. There's a tree. They cut down the tree. But where are the houses then? Did we find anything like that? Or uh, turns out they did a poor job of construction. Also, thirty years of not, you know, keeping up. You place. saw. Well, yeah. Like, well, there's some broken down structures over there. I'll point over the ridge a little bit. So, are you going to camp another night at the edge of the forest here, and in the fresh light of morning, head across the open space? Or are you gonna march on? Across this open space. And Is it already late? You've spent the day looking around for stuff. I think. Yeah, just waited his whole life and can wait another, another night. Okay. Yeah, there's some people who would say that, and there's other people who would say... I have to find out now. You know, like, it's a cold case. Those buildings will still be there in the morning. Okay. So you're are you're actually looking for your mother. Is that something that Heppa knows, or no? Well, how would you phrase this? He's looking for evidence of her people and what happened to them. Yeah. Do not expect to find her in this field. I kind of hope I don't find her in this field. That would be kind of dark. She's cutting down trees. Damn it, Mom. (laughs) Come on. Okay, is that something you've said to Heppo, or it's just like you're just looking around? I don't think he's hidden it, but I don't think he's boasting about it necessarily. Okay, so... So Trick is expecting, is hoping to find something here that points him to the right people, and maybe then he can go to South Tower and talk to the right person to fill in some details or point him in a more recent direction. Okay. That is Trick's plan as far as plans go. I mean, Hepa's not opposed to it. I just didn't know if she would, like, if she's aware of it, then she can help. But if she's not, then she wouldn't. I think Trick would share as, at least that much about it. We'll find out what happened. One for myself and two to see if there's any leads. I would think a natural place for it to come up in conversation would be in the discussion of, yes, Esper and Elves were down here. For a while when humans were down here yeah. and those humans were the people of his mother okay and so indications of what became of those people are potential leads for finding something out about his mother okay then at least Tepa knows that we're kind of on the lookout for things more than just artifacts and mushrooms and whatever strikes their fancy oh yeah well we got to find uh, another staff plus control crystal combo for your dad too He's, I mean, he, he is funding this expedition. He has a control crystal. All we need is the staff now, right? I mean, can you mix and match? I don't know. Just gonna leave Hepa with that. He wants. He wants the whole thing. We'll see thing. what we can do. You know, he's funding it, so okay, we can find him. Mm-hmm. Although I, you know what? I don't know if any of the humans here were necromancers. I think we'll probably be able to tell when we. You know, find I'm not sure we would. <laughs> I don't know that we have the best ability to determine. Hey, is this person a necromancer? I meant when we find him dead. Oh. Well, I mean, it doesn't mean there are necromancer around. That's true. There wasn't one. Well, as Kachin is, was. I put it 50 50. So then we go back to the campsite. Okay. So you'll, you camp along the edge of the forest. Yep. And then in the morning, you cross the open space. Today, we can maybe find a structure that will be better suited for our. Because that seemed like that worked out pretty well. Yes, we can definitely. Explore more the human side of the settlement and see what's going on there. I think there's ghosts here? Uh, there's probably a higher chance there have been ghosts here in a lot of other places, so... I mean, there was a ghost in the Ruined Keep. 
Although, that could have been a recent addition. Did that ghost seem like it was a human? It had a skull-type thing within its hood okay. that was a humanoid-ish looking skull. Right. And it was the same height as, like, an elf, but there was no flesh on it. So it wouldn't be easy to tell. So Hepa is in count... Well, maybe that area had undead, but... This is this a common problem for humans to have ghosts? <laughs> to leave undead droppings? <laughs> yeah. Well, if someone dies violently or another uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. morbid I emotional state. I can get Trek Menu to talk. Yeah. Now, does somebody want to make a lore check? Yes. Oh, yeah. You want to work together on it? Sure. How difficult is this about ghosts? So you are rolling your yellow and three greens plus a blue die from Trek. For. Speculation helps us explore the search space of possibilities. And the difficulty, you're trying to find out stuff about like what creates ghosts and things like that. What are the signs? What makes it likely that there's going to be a ghost here? Okay. We are going to put this at three purples. And I'm going to upgrade this. <laughs> you hear that GM doesn't want to decide how ghosts are made right now? <laughs> I would love to introduce some inaccurate legends into this role. Two successes and an advantage. Okay. What you guys have heard in various legends and stories pertaining to ghosts, if somebody dies in a situation that they are not given the appropriate, like, burial-type stuff, that makes them potential to become a ghost, but it doesn't mean that they will become a ghost. For there to be ghosts, there needs to be magic involved. Ghosts are not naturally occurring, but souls that are not properly at rest are fodder for ghosts. So the battlefield, maybe, because we are looking, we are specifically looking for magical artifacts from battles that included magic and probably not very good burials. But they are. Brought about on purpose or by yes action. From the stories you have heard, all ghosts come from necromantic magic. Okay. And you know, previously you've made rolls to try to remember stuff ghost related, and in the previous episode, uh, what you knew about ghosts was that they often have missions. Like when a necromancer creates a ghost, they are giving it orders. That it has to follow. Okay. So a ghost will not exist without a mission. Oh, I really wonder what that ghost mission was. I think it was to keep dwarves out. Hmm. And I still put it at 50-50 whether catching someone the ghost or somebody else, or it was hip in there for a long time. <laughs> Hepa is pensive. <laughs> yeah, she's like, then would you just leave it when you leave? How effective would it be for one dwarf? Maybe he's not a very advanced necromancer. <laughs> I think that's also true. <laughs> that makes it sound like you think he is a necromancer. Like I said, I think it's 50-50 that he's, he's dabbling in necromantic arts. I mean, but raising a ghost, does that make you a necromancer? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll just put this ghost away. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have a pet ghost, Teppa? <laughs> I'm trying to think of what not mission yet. she would set a ghost on. Watch our things. <laughs> okay, but we're exploring the ruins in daylight. 
Yes, while discussing ghosts. While discussing ghosts. And there's multiple types of focus you can have in these ruins. To find a good campsite is a survival check, but that is a different survival check from the whole tracking-ish types of things. Right. And you have a far enough trek across the fields and stuff like that that you, you don't have the option, really, of camping every day. back at essentially what was the Elvish line. So if you do not focus on finding a campsite, then you will be staying in a poor location tonight. So probably we should find a nice campsite first. We should, but I, that's probably not what I'm looking for unless you're really focused on it. And I mean, Trick's going to look for a nice campsite first. Because I'm just curious. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to try to be methodical about this. Okay. Are you trying to keep Peppa on task to assist you with this, or are you no. letting her do her own thing? Nope. Definitely letting her do her own thing. Uh, you know, I've seen the I've seen the map of good places. Got my ribbon out. Just <laughs> you're just looking for a good place to tie good the ribbon? Good place to put a ribbon. It's just one purple. You're just evaluating the space for a good place to stay. Two success. Two advantages. You have your choice. There is walled areas of buildings that no longer have roofs. Right. There is also trees. Pockets of trees that are skinny trees that each have like one really, really large tree in the middle of them. And the buildings, there's none that are quite as nice as Kachin's Keep was. Like... <laughs> They're not as large. Like that was a ruined castle like, of some kind. That was a, yeah, that was a, a ruined proper, like. Where do you need to move the rocks around? Tidy the place up. The wall type areas, you find the stone kind of goes up to like hip height. And is like kind of a bit dug into the ground. Like maybe these were like stable type things almost. Like there's no hint of a roof or anything. Right. I mean that's long gone. Let's try in the ruins rather okay. than the copses. So you have a good one that you've selected. You have two advantages on your roll. Do you have ideas for what you wish to do with that? I could pay those forward to Hepa. Uh, I think that'd be entirely reasonable. What are you looking around for, Hepa? Anything interesting. Because we're in, like, ruined buildings, so there might be tools or things you might find in here. Okay. Yeah, I can narrow it down to kind of things you might find interesting, or, I mean, or even looking in boxes, like, seriously. <laughs> she wants to know what's in things. There are no potatoes here. <laughs> potatoes, but what? Oh, rusty plow. <laughs> or a letter. So you're going to make a perception check, and you will get a blue die from Trick. The difficulty is two purples, but there is a black die... Because this is overgrown old ruins. It's not as many black dice as before because Trick was like looking for like tracks and stuff like that, like whereas you're looking for anything. Right, yeah. Two successes and a threat. You find utensils and stuff like that. Trick has chosen remains of some sort of structure. So you do find some like tool type things, um, looks like some sort of tongs old rusty knife and some things like that essentially you know you find evidence of like where there used to be old wooden fences like they're not there anymore but there's kind of indications of like all right this section was probably farmed this section was probably pasture and there was like multiple homes and stuff here trick has chosen kind of like the best one to stay in but there was signs of others so you, you get an idea like, all right, yes, there was definitely some sort of human settlement here. Right. 
and parts of it are being overgrown in a grassy, foresty kind of way, like meadow has come into various places, and parts of it have like small little trees growing up in it. And you have a threat there. You can take some strain because you hear like a little bit of squeaking. Mm-hmm. Not the you rusty don't hear, hinges type. You don't hear like fluttering of wings or anything like that. But maybe squeaking a little bit of scratching. You or hear something? a little bit of like squeaking, scrabbly type noises, and it's enough to like remind you of the bats and the biting. Right. So that's like a little unnerving. It's just a strain that you take. And your morning is spent like on the hike here, and yep. but you have like the afternoon um, as well as into the dark, dark, dark night for what you want to do. But your camp is chosen and set. And what have you done with your ribbon? Trick's going to wait till morning to attach the ribbon, just in case there's something creepy about the place <laughs> at night. You don't want to leave in a haste and then, like, tell people, no, it was a bad place, but I left a ribbon there. Okay. So it needs to prove itself. You've got to prove it to be a safe place. So okay. you tie it in the morning. Can I pull the, like, the tools and whatever I find into our, or did I find them in the place we're staying? Just you, you so found... we can use them in the campsite. Oh, you can gather them in and you can bring them to, to show to Trick what you found. Yeah, so I bring in my hall, which is like rusty tools and stuff. like really rust, like rusty pan. It's like rusted through. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, that's more iron than bog iron. But look at these tongs. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. You know, I'm, that's a. Uh... I remember the donuts. <laughs> Are I'll, they cooking tongs or I'll like take care fire, of fire tongs, or both? It doesn't matter. Just they're just tongs. In my mind, I was picturing the type that you would find up next to a fireplace. They're kind of the long-handled okay. things. Chuck, you may make a perception check if you want to examine these things, or if you don't care about that, you can... Chuck's make... not super interested in the mundane tools. Then you make a vigilance Reminds check. Reminds me too much of dowsing rods. Vigilance check, then. Because I'm playing with the tongs. Two purples and a blue. Two successes and a threat. There is a rusty knife here. And it is sufficiently old that whatever wooden handle it has is completely rusted away. It's got the same. It has a mark on it. Ooh. A uh, stamp from the blacksmith who made it. So it is the stamp I recognize. It has, yes. The blacksmith mark on it is the same as the one on your knife. Your knife, however, has actually been taken care of. Well, more or less. And not left in a abandoned location, half covered in mud. and. All right. Well, I'll hang on to that then. You have a threat on this roll? Yep. I'm picking up things with the tongs. Just to see. Half has got to be comedy release. You are going to take a black die on your next roll. Okay. I mean, you could say that like it's it's a serious thing for Trick and he's just not focused. (laughs) I'm trying to see what they'll pick up. I think Trick appreciates (laughs) the antics. Okay. So... You were a little distracted internally. This is what happened last time. (laughs) Gotta find things. Uh, No stabs yet? Nope, just a bunch of household things. Stabs, wands, crystals, funny-looking rune stones. She's just on a cursory walk around the settlement-type space. I didn't find anything battle-like, but I was mostly looking in the buildings. I mean, that's good. But I didn't know if any of this might be useful. No. Look at, tom- look at these tongs. We could put logs on the fire. You know what? It's a great job. You know what? It's You make fun of it now, but when you kill a wild boar with it... <laughs> with tongs? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, then, you know. <laughs> you capture a unicorn with it. it turned out to have been present all along. <laughs> all right, so what would you like to investigate in the afternoon? Trick would like to, particularly in these houses, look for a place where people might have, like, tried to secure away valuables or, like, personal heirlooms. So you're going to go digging for treasure? I'm not, I don't want to <laughs> cast it as digging around, but, like, yes. If someone had a strong box where they would keep important things. If there was anything that was like that, I would tell you, for sure. I, I trust you. <laughs> I mean, you might find hidden stuff, but totally, <laughs> I'd notice those things. What do you wish to investigate in the afternoon? Are you going to stick with Trick, or are you going to... You've already looked around the building type spaces, or do you want to look around the groups of trees? Do you want to look around the enclosures that probably had animals? Do you want to look around the outskirts of the civilized area? I mean, we probably shouldn't get too far from each other. So if he's going to look in the buildings, then I can look in that, like, whatever the animal areas or the outside. Stables. Yeah. Okay. And I'll probably come back with stirrup. You'll probably find a horseshoe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's great. Our horses don't use shoes, uh, but that's good. Yeah. Okay, so you can each make your own perception checks. Ooh, boy. There are going to be two purples and a black die. Do I have an extra black die? You have an extra black die. That is one threat. Uh, success and three threats. They find out my desire. <laughs> I drop what I'm holding. You find a horse and get kicked by it. I am ambushed by horsemen. You do not find any sorts of secret stashes. Yep, and I think that's just... Yeah, that's frustrating for Rick. Let's take some strain. Because they took everything when they Like, left. of course not. These people lived in a village. They took everything valuable or they didn't have anything to begin with. And Hepa, you're searching in the animal enclosures. You're hearing some creaking, more creaking noises. You think the creaking noises seem to be coming from some of the groups of trees. Mm-hmm. We'll say you take one strain... Mm-hmm. and you're going to take a black die on the next rolls that you make. Um, you hear, like, creaking noises. You think you see maybe something that looks like glowing eyes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. coming from that group of trees, kind of high up even, and it's unnerving to you. Mm-hmm. But you did succeed your perception checks. So you have found stuff in this area that you think was an animal enclosure. Right. You have found... Some more metal type things because organic-y stuff wouldn't necessarily have survived so well. Right. But you find stuff that, that does indicate that they certainly did ride horses. Like, like a shovel first or whatever? Yeah, but also like some horseshoe type things and like bit type stuff. Yeah. Stuff to indicate that they, they did keep mounted animals here, which is more than just, oh, they had livestock. Right. This group clearly had some animals that were used for transportation purposes and not just to hook a cart up to. Right. People here rode mounted animals. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they don't really put bits on when they're pulling a cart or something, right? Or do they? Like, they have yokes or whatever for oxen. Yeah, or they might have, like, a bridle or whatever. Whatever. They rode horses here. I'm not an expert, personally. But you find enough metal things to indicate to you that there was mounted people here and not just livestock. Okay. So that implies something about these people and their capabilities, that they weren't just farming folk. Right.
You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.